Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. I often marvel at the seeming miracle that a healthy and satisfying long-term relationship represents. Life is full of twists and turns, challenges and upsets that can threaten the integrity of a deep connection between partners. Through it all, though, such partners are somehow able to navigate the rapids. Indeed, such trials can even result in a stronger bond between partners, one that has been battle-hardened. For a relationship to show this level of adaptability, both partners must surely have the right stuff to contribute to the relationship. In this episode, we'll consider the role of compatibility in planting the seeds for an enduring relationship. Compatibility is a multifaceted thing which shows all of the complexity and variability that seem to characterize us as human beings. In broad terms, we can look at compatibility through the following lenses. That of shared sources of motivation. Shared values, beliefs, life goals, and sources of enjoyment shared understanding of the world of things and people, similar processing style in setting goals, decision-making, and follow-through in pursuing goals, complementary attachment styles, good management of negative or reactive emotions by both partners, and behaviors that increase relationship resilience in the face of stressors. In addition to these, differences between partners also have a role to play in compatibility. Let's consider each of these in turn. A sustainable couple needs to have common ground in terms of the things that they wish to pursue together in life. Of course, as individuals, each member of a couple can also be motivated to pursue things that don't especially interest their partner. For some couples, opportunities for social interchange are major motivators. Such couples may revel in regular opportunities to attend parties, go dancing, relax in bars together, or just hang out with friends. Other couples especially enjoy physical experiences, such as going on adventures together, or enjoying cooking and dining, or hot tubbing together. Most couples enjoy exploring each other and themselves through sexual experiences and through other sensual pleasures. In being motivated by the pursuit of similar things in life, a couple has more to share with one another. For two people to be compatible, they both need to live in the same world. That is, they need to at least roughly agree as to their guiding beliefs, values, and life goals. The major facets of this shared understanding of the world include overall worldview, such as in politics and in their views on the nature of people, as well as views on religion or spirituality. Do the partners believe in an afterlife and all the consequences of such belief? Or are they more focused on a secular perspective in which living each day fully, productively, and benignly is the guiding light? Is one partner mainly guided by facts, logic, and science, while the other discounts the power of reason in favor of a life guided by faith and following one's emotions? Significant differences in these areas can, over time, create a deep rift between partners. For a deeply connected relationship to last, the partners also need to agree on what life goals are the most important to them. Those goals may include the pursuit of personal power and influence, the attainment of achievements and recognition, acquiring nice material possessions and having memorable adventures, the pursuit of sexual and sensual pleasure, and the creation of rich and rewarding relationships, possibly including the nurturing of a family. Of course, 
any given couple is likely to find several, if not all, of these goals to be important to differing degrees. To avoid conflict, though, the partners need to be pulling in similar directions. Having one partner driven to pursue advancement in a demanding job that has no boundaries, while the other partner is focused on spending quality time raising a family, is a likely recipe for relationship disaster. In a durable relationship, a couple performs a balancing act in which each partner supports the other's personal life goals, while both partners also co-create an environment in which they pursue their joint life goals. Mental and emotional processing style is one facet of compatible relationships that may not immediately come to mind. Processing style includes three broad aspects of how we humans process information, that is, how we set goals to pursue, how we make decisions, and how we pursue actions that we've decided to take. In setting goals, we can emphasize our personal needs and desires over those of others, or vice versa. We can focus on pursuing material objectives, or social goals, or conceptual goals, such as in creating ideas, or learning, or other mental pursuits. We can also seek out new opportunities and other forms of novelty, or we can give preference to pursuing what we're familiar with. In making decisions, we can be very methodical and structured for the sake of maintaining as much control as possible, or we can be more relaxed and accepting of how things develop. When we're pursuing our goals, we can show differing degrees of persistence, adaptability to unexpected occurrences, and focus on or distraction from our activities. Couples can vary widely in their individual processing styles and still be compatible, as long as they learn to accommodate and respect each other. A partner who mainly makes decisions by going with their gut may need to make room for a partner who is more structured and systematic in their decision-making. Accommodating different processing styles can actually make a couple stronger, in that, taken together, they have more possible ways to respond to life challenges than if they were identical in how they saw and responded to a given situation. Still, radically different processing styles can present a major compatibility challenge. A laid-back and generally submissive partner may feel repeatedly run over by a very controlling partner. In such cases of mismatch, one or the other partner may eventually feel disrespected and ignored. We've reviewed the important concept of attachment style in earlier episodes. Attachment is a very important component of compatibility in deeply connected couples. Different combinations of the four basic adult attachment styles each come with their particular set of benefits and problems. In brief, two securely attached individuals tend to have a stable and satisfying relationship. In fact, pairing one securely attached person with an insecurely attached partner often still results in a stable relationship, since the secure partner is often able to avoid or mitigate triggering the insecure partner. Other combinations of attachment styles may work better or less well, depending on the particular combination. Some can be compatible if each partner addresses the sensitivities and vulnerabilities that are associated with their particular attachment style. We humans have reactions to the adverse or challenging events in our life. How one manages those reactions can have a big impact on the stability of the deep connections in which we're involved. We typically respond to challenges with one or more of four emotions that I think of as reactive emotions. Anger or rage, fear or anxiety, sadness or panic, separation distress, and disgust. The eminent psychologist Jak Panksepp and others have shown that there are actually separate, identifiable neural systems that underlie these emotions. 
Each of these mediates behaviors that are appropriate in certain circumstances, such as in the anger of self-defense that can drive us to attack a challenger. In relationship, though, excessively strong or inappropriate reactions can cause upset for the couple. That's the case when a partner has anger management issues. To sustain a healthy and stable intimate relationship, both partners must manage their own reactive emotions so as to avoid overreaction or inappropriate actions. Partners can choose to build their awareness of their reaction patterns and to learn how to manage those reactions to avoid impacting their relationships. What makes one relationship resilient while another breaks under seemingly trivial stresses? Much of the answer undoubtedly lies in how well the partners are able to support one another. One of the big benefits of being in relationship is the opportunity to share the many things that life has to offer. That's certainly true for the good things in life. Sharing them seems to make them even sweeter. However, it's also true for the opportunity to also share life's challenges. While the partners in a couple remain individuals with their own private goals in life, they are also members of a team. As such, their caring for one another motivates them to support each other. Double-teaming a problem makes it seem smaller and less threatening. As a couple, the partners have more energy, resources, and shared courage to tackle challenges. Mutual support may be very concrete and physical, or it may be purely psychological, as circumstances dictate. Regardless, just knowing that you're in life with a supportive partner can be tremendously uplifting and reassuring. That sort of support makes for compatibility, and thus for possible longevity in a relationship. In popular discussions of compatibility, the question often arises as to whether likes or unlikes attract. A substantial amount of research has conclusively shown that being a like to your partner, through sharing common ground in all of the areas of life that are important to those partners, is the path to compatibility and relationship stability. The earlier sections of this episode describe the various areas of life in which likeness is important. As a nuance to this broad conclusion, though, it's likely that some degree of being dissimilar from your partner can add spice and interest to a relationship, as long as those differences don't occur in fundamental areas of connection with one's partner, and as long as the differences aren't so pronounced that they take the partners in different directions. It seems that the ideal compatibility mix involves a baseline of alignment on important matters, with a dash of salt and pepper differences to add interest. That sounds like a yummy recipe for compatibility. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.